This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Good Friday to everybody out there. He is Peter Burns. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Fitz and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Don't forget about us on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Also tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio. What are your thoughts on Kyrie Irving trying to meet with other teams? We want to hear from you on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN, at Coleman ESPN, and don't forget the phone number, 888-ESPN. 888-729-3776 because, Peter, that's the one thing I wonder. When I heard about that, that Kyrie yeah. Irving's going to meet with teams, I'm thinking, <laughs> what in the name of all that is Kyrie is going on here? Wendy was so good. He, he joined us earlier today, and Wendy was so good. Ryan Windhorse, of course, who I just would love to have his phone cloned for today. Like oh, my him, God, absolutely. Woj. Like NFL free agency, have mm-hmm. Schefter just be like, listen, I'm not going to text anybody. Yep. Just give me like the live feed of your phone. Like that's what we should have. Okay? Right. Exactly. Like make sure nobody curses or anything like that or sends any bad photos or anything. But I like that's what I want to know what Wendy's breaking. And he was awesome with us earlier. He was talking about why would Kyrie do that? Here's what he had to say when Kyrie was trying to meet with different teams. Kyrie is out there trying to, to create it. That's why he's trying to meet with the Suns. The Suns don't have any functional way. I mean, I could get a whiteboard, some grease, and a bottle of Jack Daniels and and tell you how it could happen, (laughs) but it's not really feasible. Like, it wouldn't, like, if you asked me on the stand, is it possible? I would have to say, yes, it's possible, (laughs) but it's not feasible. Right. He meets with, you meet with a team that doesn't have cap space, we can hug. We can talk dreamy <laughs> dreams, and I can say, "Okay, well, I'm going to call your, I'm going to call the Mavericks for a sign and trade." And the Mavericks are going to go, "Yeah, have a nice day." They don't have to cooperate. <laughs> so, what Kyrie is trying to do right. is to create leverage because the Mavericks don't have to offer. And, and I, my guess is, it's not about dollars per year; mm-hmm. it's about number of years. When you see that, and it's mm-hmm. about numbers of years, people mm-hmm. want to get paid, they're going to get paid, both of those guys, right? And I, but I start thinking about this in a vacuum as I'm watching Sports Center and they're talking about James Harden exercising that player option for the 76ers, but you know that means he's out. And I'm thinking yeah. right now, if you're a contender, Freddie, which one are you rolling with, right? Is it Kyrie? Is it James Harden? There's is got, it, there's be is a it the Spider-Man choice. meme pointing at each yeah. other going, I don't want yeah. the drama because yeah. I just watched the Nuggets win the world title. Uh-huh. There, there was no drama. It was a yeah. drama-free team, and that's the reason why Jokic and everybody of them are bringing home that title. Here's where it comes to the arrogance of a James Harden opting into his contract with Philadelphia. Now they've got to facilitate a trade. And the arrogance of Kyrie Irving, me with the Phoenix Suns team. These two believe that why would somebody not want me? It goes back to, and I say this as a New York Knicks fan, when Kevin Durant was on his free agent tour and he was meeting with teams and he did not meet with the New York Knicks, Peter, and Knicks fans were apoplectic saying, why would he not want to meet with us? I said, are you that arrogant to think that Kevin Durant is going to ply his trade with a team that has not won a world championship since 1973? Why in the heck would he do something silly like that just to make sure that you think you matter that much? That's James Harden and Kyrie Irving. They are, they're still star, superstar players. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But they still think they matter enough that they meet with a team or two that some team or two is going to say, you know what, we're going to move heaven and earth for you guys. That might have worked eight years ago. Might even right. worked five years ago. But now when you're James Harden and you're going to be 34 in August and you're Kyrie Irving where you continue just left carcasses in your wake no matter where you've been, 
Why do you think somebody's going to listen to you and say, you know what, we're going to rip up everything here just for you? But you know someone's going to do it, right? Freddie Coleman, Peter Burns here on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You know that someone at some point is going to be like, "Eh." but you're saying it can't be the Suns, right? They just don't have enough with the Bradley Beal situation, his book time, all that situation. They cannot get him. So, you know, I wonder, though, is it big enough to where it's a turning point in the sport to where there's enough drama, there's enough where there's smoke, where there's fire, there's enough headaches yeah. that some or of GMs are going to finally take a look at this and go, man, the teams, like we saw the Bucks without a headache, win it all. We just saw the Nuggets without a team headache, win it all. Or are there going to be people going, I'll chase it. Give, give me, it's like dating the crazy ex, oh right? Like she, she, you know, it's going to fall apart, but you just can't help yourself. That's exactly what Kyrie and that's exactly what James Harden are. And if you're desperate for a date, uh, yeah. they're available. The key word there is desperate because there are plenty of owners out there that'll be desperate enough if they believe that a player like that is worth the craziness, is worth all of that to win an NBA championship. I'm not trying to call Kyrie Irving and James Harden crazy. I'm talking about the situations around them. Is left no, they are center. crazy. No, you're wrong. You see, you're wrong there, Frank. Why am, why they I, are why? crazy why? because they're not smart enough to hire the no man. Well, you know no, exactly no, what well, I'm talking about, well, right? I'm not That's gonna, crazy. No, I'm not going to call them crazy, and I'll call them ignorant. I won't call them crazy because they know exactly who that person can be, and they feel they always are going to know what's best. I'm not going to say that's admirable. I'm not going to say whatever that is. But if, you, if you've been a certain way, and you believe that's been the key to your success on off the basketball court when it comes to James Harden or Kyrie Irving or any superstar in any sport, what, even as human beings, when mm-hmm. things get really harried, what do we do? We try to retreat back to a comfortable level, to a comfort space, to a safe space. And for James Harden, it's playing basketball the way he's used to be playing because that's what he's comfortable with. With right. Kyrie Irving, it's operating that way because that's their comfort level. So I'm not going to say whatever that is, but they believe that works, and they believe that somebody will always want to be in business for that based on their skill level because and, that's what has worked. And they're not wrong, right? I mean, I guarantee you check their DMs. There's 500 people that want to work with them. There's no all these sponsors that want to work with them. They they're, see their name trending. And at the end of the day, my question is what the hunger is. Okay, well, That's another good question. And I personally don't know, Freddie, like if I made $35 million a year, if I had $150 million in a bank account, I truly don't know what my my what would yeah. be, right? Like what yeah. that hunger, that eagerness, like I got to win a title. Like I, I got that out of Kobe. Right. I still get that out of LeBron. Absolutely. I get that right? out of Steph. I get that out of Giannis. I get that, I, I get yeah. that out of Steph. Yeah. I don't ever think I felt that out of Kyrie and out of out of Hard. I actually I felt that a little bit more from James yeah. than I did Kyrie, believe it or not. I'll answer the question this way because I answered this question this morning when I was on first take with Brian Windhorst, Victoria Arlen, Chris Carlin, and Chris Canty. These two dudes, especially when it comes to Kyrie Irving and James Harden, the best team they want to be on, the best fit for them, is Team Harden and Team Kyrie. They want to win their way. They proved to everybody that they could win their way. Kyrie won a championship, but it was LeBron's team when it came to the Cleveland Cavaliers. James Harden got the NBA Finals way back in Oklahoma City, but that was Kevin Durant's team as far as that goes. They're always going to be about Team Harden and Team Kyrie because this way they can prove that people, see, I did it my way and I won a championship. That's not necessarily a fit 
if a team's going to compete for a championship. Because you look at Dallas. you got too many ball-dominant guys when it oh. comes to Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. You expect one person to It made to Luka want to quit the game. Well, Luka well, was like it. this beam of sunlight that yeah. I felt like all of a sudden you ruined when you threw him in the microwave with well, him. Well, not for nothing. Luka's got to stop moaning the referees. He hasn't helped himself at all by constantly complaining like he's a five-year-old who didn't get cotton candy at a ballpark. He's got to knock that nonsense off when it comes to the Dallas Mavericks. But when you're Kyrie Irving, you say, hey, I know I can win this way. Give me a chance to prove it. James Harden got everything he wanted from Dal Morey, even though Joel Embiid is where it's supposed to run through in Philadelphia. MVP. Right. But when you're Team Kyrie and you're Team Harden, you believe that's the best team to be on and everybody has to clear the decks for you. Not the other way around, Peter. But then everybody else now, every GM who thinks they're smart enough thinks that I could be the guy that fixes them. Always. Like I I can be the guy that that fixes Antonio Brown. Like, trust me. And it works for a little bit. But it's a somewhat of a similar situation as what point do you see the wreckage afterward and go, is it worth to do that? I'm pulling for the Knicks right now. The Knicks Mm -hmm. are a fun team to watch. The Celtics are. Absolutely. And I would have never thought I'd I'd pull for teams like that, but they, and I I absolutely pull for the Nuggets because it reminds me of the San Antonio Spurs Mm -hmm. and the way that they won their championships, which is, I thought was a a healthy way of developing talent, being smart in free agency and your trades. And I think R.C. Buford did a hell of a job. And now, of course, they got Victor as overall number one. But to me, it feels like, these GMs, are they going to take ever a step, look back and go, now let's build it like the way that they're doing it in Denver. Let's build it the way they did it in Milwaukee. I just don't know if they can, they can get away from that. The only way they're going to do that has nothing to do with the general managers. It has everything to do with the ownership groups. There's, there, there's a reason why the Phoenix Suns made that trade for Bradley Beal and they might take a meeting with a guy that Kevin Durant couldn't wait to get away from but did not speak badly about when it comes to Kyrie Irving. If you got a desperate ownership group, like I believe what's going on with the Phoenix Suns right now, or what's Sheba going on with the, Dallas yeah, Cowboys, right. with the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones, you'll allow desperation to cloud whatever decision-making. <laughs> Denver never had to worry about that. Their ownership group said, we trust our general manager. They went out there and won a the championship. Golden yeah. State, Joe, Joe Lake Le- 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 up and that family. Say, hey, Bob Myers, go do your thing. They won four championships in eight years. If you have an ownership group that's desperate, then you get these situations. If you have an ownership group that trusts the people that work for them, then you get a Golden State, you get a Kansas City Chiefs, you get teams like that that wind up going across the super team thing and building that the right way. You can weigh in on Twitter. Hit Peter Burns and his handle. Great handle of Peter Burns ESPN. My handle of Coleman ESPN. Peter Burns and Freddie Coleman together on Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. We turn our attention to the National Football League, and it's only the beginning – when it comes to the National Football League and what they don't want to happen with their league 62 days away from starting the season. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. NBA free agency begins today at 6 p.m. Eastern. They have the ability to improve this roster and just keep growing this young core that they have. The balance of power could be shifting in the NBA. Get the very latest moves, news, and what it all means. Free agency frenzy. It's right here on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
the NFL suspends three more players indefinitely for betting on games. You want to talk about conflicts of interest affecting the integrity of the game? We're looking at it from a player standpoint, but to me, that's the micro of it all. Think about the macro with the NFL having relationships with these sports gambling entities. The NFL can laugh all the way to the bank, yet if one of their players bets 20 bucks, he's suspended for a year. If you don't see something hypocritical or not, I'm not too sure who you are. Practice what you preach. So the NFL doesn't mind if you bet, but they don't want their players to do what you do. Peter Burns and Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80, and always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Let's bring in David Payne Pernum. David Payne Pernum, excuse me, does a great job at ESPN Sports Betting Industry Reporter. Always glad to get his insight when it comes to what seems to be a growing problem with NFL and players betting on the game. David, in your opinion, what is the biggest issue moving forward when it comes to the NFL and having their players betting on games inside or outside of the NFL? I think detection, uh, continuing to monitor the betting market to find uh, these instances where players or a coach or league personnel, a trainer, someone who is not supposed to be betting on the NFL is betting on the NFL. And we have seen an uptick of those. Uh, we have 11 players now that have been uh, caught violating the uh, sports betting rules, policies from the NFL. That's over the last five years since sports betting became legal in most of the United States. So I think we're going to continue to see some of these issues. Uh, we just need to detect them, uh, provide some sort of deterrence so people in the future know, hey, I should not be betting on the NFL. I should not be betting on a league facility or at a team training facility. David, walk me through this now. So there were players suspended for betting on NFL games or NFL props, and there's difference between placing a wager on another sport outside the NFL on property? What's the difference here? So uh, NFL players are not allowed to bet on the NFL, any kind of the draft, uh, futures bets, anything involving the NFL – no one in the league is allowed to. Players are, however, are allowed to bet on other sports. If they want to bet on a college a basketball game or an NBA game, they are allowed to do that. They just can't place the wager uh, while at a team facility or traveling with the team. And, and a lot of you know employers uh, have such rules. I, I can't think of one employer that would really want their uh, workers to be sitting around and betting instead of uh, working, right? So those two policies... There's a lot of awkward eye rolls happening around ESPN Radio, like for listeners right now that are in actually their cubes right now going, bro, I better check my HR rules right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would be easier to, easy to know, you know, if that went through the training sessions where your eyes kind of glaze over and you might not hear that. And that seems to happen to a couple guys in the NFL. David Payne Perlman does a great job as an ESPN Sports betting industry reporter, joining Freddie Cohen and Peter Burns and Fritz and Harry on ESPN Radio. When you hear, David, people say hypocritical when it comes to the NFL taking money from betting sites to fund their, their coffers but not allowing players to bet on games, what says you? Uh, I think that's kind of ridiculous. Amen. Um, Thank you. Players. Yeah, the players receive a percentage of the revenue that's generated from the NFL partnerships within the gambling space. It's negotiated in the collective bargaining agreement. It shouldn't matter to me uh, that the NFL uh, has these partnerships. You know, these players know in their heart, in their head, right? Hey, I shouldn't be betting on games that I'm involved in. 
I know that they know this because a lot of these guys that have been suspended open counts in other people's names. So they knew they were doing something wrong. I don't have a lot of sympathy for that. And I don't really buy the hypocritical criticism that the NFL gets. I don't think that there's anything there that they are doing uh, other than generating revenue for the league, which goes to the players. So, David, a quick follow-up. You, you just said that some of these players didn't do it in their own name. They had somebody else's account and do this? Like, I mean, this if that's the case, it feels like, how does this work? The, the team does like a geofence around the facility and say, has anybody accessed this site or any of the gambling sites? And then they do an investigation from there? How does that work? It's not so necessarily the teams, but it's more the gambling regulators, the state regulators that oversee the gambling markets inside the state. They have access to geolocation portals, and they can see where these bets are being placed. Hmm. Several bets are all of a sudden from the same account are being placed at, for example, a Colts locker room. Uh, they can look into it further. They can alert the leagues and then the the teams, and they will look into it further. So it usually starts with the gaming regulators, and geolocation does seem to be uh, their biggest uh, weapon in in terms of investigating at this point. David Payne Pernum, ESPN Sports Betting Industry Reporter with Peter Burns and Freddie Coleman of Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Remember the old Ice-T commercial for Geico when he says, read it? when it comes to the lemonade stand. That's mm-hmm. what I would say to NFL players who don't read it when it comes to the gambling policy. But yet, David, they still get caught. So why aren't players really paying attention when it's laid out exactly in front of them what you better not do or there's going to be hell to pay? So if we were to quiz you guys right now on the nuances of the ESPN HR policy and all those training things that we have to go through, would you pass with flying colors? I will Maybe. never give you my password at all, and I remember uh-huh. what intellectual property is, exactly. and I know I'm not supposed to take gifts. Uh-huh. In that, there we that was go. A two and a half hour HR set. What he yes. said. Yeah. Well. Well done. Well done. But there might be some other nuances in there that we might miss. So I, I certainly can understand. Uh, some of the guys that have been caught up with betting at a team facility or maybe they're traveling to an away game and they're in the hotel and they say, hey, I'm just going to place a bet on this NBA game or whatever. I can understand how you can miss that, right? But I don't understand how you can think it's any way reasonable to be betting on a game that you're involved in. Do we know if... You know, if we're talking about some of these players that got that got popped for this, do we know if Isaiah Rogers or Rashard Barry or the Colts, do we know if they bet for a positive result of their team, a negative result? Did that play into any role in how the league came down on them? We know more details about Rogers' betting activity. People that are familiar with it say that the count that he was associated with, there was upward of a hundred bets placed on that count. Most of them that were small, twenty-five, fifty-dollar range. But there was one that stood out. It stood out not only for the amount that was wagered, $1,000, but also for what it was on. And it was on the over-under for rushing yards for a Colts running back. We don't know which game it was. Uh, We don't know which running back it was. Uh, We only know from the sources that are familiar with it that the bet did win. So uh, that bet really stands out. You definitely should not be betting on the NFL, and you absolutely should not be betting on any game that you're participating in. For but I wonder, sports, was it an over or an under, right? Did, did he bet, hey, we're going to have over X amount of yards? I don't know why I'm so caught up on this, but I'm like, man, if he went out there and says, dude, there's no way we're running for 75 combined team yards and I took the under, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty damning. But yeah. if he's sitting there going, 
hey, man, I, I believe in my boys. I believe in my offensive line. I think we're going to do this. And he wins it. I don't know. It feels different. It does, and we don't know whether he plays the over the under on the rushing yards. We only know that it did win. Um, you know, it does feel different. But people who say, hey, you know, why can't guys bet on their teams to win? Well, the problem with that is, okay, are they going to bet every game on their team to win? And are they going to bet the same amount each time? Mm-hmm. And if one game they're a huge underdog and they say, you know what, I'm not betting on this one. Does that kind of give some kind of perception? Hey, maybe I'm not trying as hard, or maybe the incentive for me to win is not as great as it was on this game that I was betting on us to win you know, a thousand dollars or whatever. So I don't like the perception or the belief that some people have that it would be okay uh, for players to bet on their team as long as they're betting on the team to win. It just seems like it opens up a can of worms that's unnecessary. It's a net negative, in my opinion. Yeah, and the NFL has shown you mess with their money. They are going to mess with you. Great stuff by David Payne Purdom. Does a great job as an ESPN Sports betting industry reporter. Hit him on Twitter at David Purdom. Joining Freddie Coleman and Peter Burns on Fitz and Harry. David, always a pleasure. Great stuff, my man. And keep us updated and you be well. You guys have a good weekend. And great stuff by, like I mentioned, David Payne Purdom. Joining us here on Fitz and Harry. He's Peter Burns. I'm Freddie Coleman. And NBA free agency starts in three and a half hours. Tick, 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 tick. We're going to give you the very, very latest from the very, very, very best. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Camp to camp. Every room. Team to team. It's on this field where fortunes are made or lost. Continuing coverage. The countdown to kickoff rolls on. 69 days until the NFL season begins. Yeah, I like football. I like football season and all the things that go with it. The NFL lives here. ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Free agency begins today at 6 p.m. Eastern. They have the ability to improve this roster and just keep growing this young core that they have. The balance of power could be shifting in the NBA. Get the very latest moves, news, and what it all means. Free agency frenzy. It's right here on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. I warned people earlier this week that before the NBA trade deadline starts at 6 o'clock Eastern time on Friday that somebody would do something strange. And James Harden did not let me down on Thursday. Peter Burns, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Don't forget about us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Always great to have Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA reporter. Believe me, he is ready to go when everything gets started at 6 o'clock. Tim, in your gut. In your opinion, in your mind, what do you think could be the biggest thing that will happen once this gets started tonight at 6 o'clock Eastern time? I mean, I think the biggest thing will probably not be happening, right? We probably won't be seeing James Harden, James Sands right away. We probably won't be seeing Kyrie Irving sign right away. And we probably won't be seeing Damian Lillard get traded anytime soon, right? I mean, those are the things that I think we're looking at as sort of the, the, the biggest names on the market in terms of the trade and free agent market this summer. And I think it's going to take a while for all of them to shake out. And I mean, there'll be plenty of deals that are done shortly, 
and stuff will come through like it always does. But that, that to me, is going to be sort of the dominant theme is that there, you've got some really big-name players without you know obvious landing spots right at this moment, and it's going to take some time for, for things to percolate and settle out and see where it all winds up. Tim Harden's going to be a name. Obviously, Kyrie trying to drum up interest in his own game with the Suns, which you know, Wendy told us probably is not happening, but it was kind of funny. Is there is there a team that you look at right now that go, shh, don't say anything, but like what they're building is the next Denver. What they're building is the next Milwaukee Bucks, right? Like, is there a team right now that you just look at it when you go, all right, I, I like everything that they're doing and it makes sense? I mean, there's a few teams like that, I think. I mean, you look at teams like Oklahoma City, like Utah, like Indiana, like Orlando. I mean, the, all those teams have a ton of young talent, and they're well-coached, and they've made pretty savvy front office moves. Obviously, San Antonio with Victor, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. all, I would say all five of those teams have young talent, promising young talent, good organizations, good coaching, smart front offices. So... If you told me that in a few years, one of those teams has risen up and become a juggernaut, sort of like what Denver's done, like, I could see it. The problem is Denver's still going to be good then, right? And right, like that, right. you know, I, the, 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 we, 10 years ago, if you'd said Golden State was about to take over the NBA, you'd have been like, ah, yeah, what are you talking about? Like, they haven't won anything. They're, they're not going to be that great. And then the Warriors became the dominant team of the past 10 years. And maybe that will be Denver. Maybe it'll be somebody else. But, I, you know, I do think Denver – while everybody's sort of looking for what's the next thing going to be, I do think Denver might be the thing for quite a while when you look at the age of their stars and the fact that their whole team is, is lined up the way it is to, uh, to, to be in contention here for years to come. Tim Bontemps, ESPN Emmy reporter, joining Peter Burns and Freddie Coleman of Fritz and Harry on ESPN Radio. When I say the future Joel Embiid, based on what James Harden has decided about his future in Philadelphia, Tim, what do you say? Uh, I mean, I think that's true in part, Freddie, because obviously if, you know, James Harden ends up getting traded for a very small return, um, it's going to be very hard for the Sixers to be a uh, championship contending team. And if they're not a championship contending team, there's going to be obvious questions about Joel Embiid's future, right? But I do think that of the possible options, trading away or, you know, James Harden opting out and leaving, James Harden opting out and signing a long-term deal, and James Harden opting in, and being in this situation, I think this potentially has the best possible outcomes for the Philadelphia 76ers because they can trade him. Uh, they aren't committing a long-term deal for a lot of money to a point guard in his mid-30s. Um, you know, so I do think there are potential very high upsides. But with James Harden, the Sixers were you know as good as just about anybody in the league last year and had a chance to win it all. And while there might be higher upside outcomes, there's also a lot of lower upside or, you know, bigger downside outcomes too, to not just having James Harden on your team next season. So I would say this has been a bit of a high wire act that the Sixers have put themselves in, but I would also say that, you know, they've really got to me the leverage in this situation. They've got James Harden under contract. They can extra, you know, extract a lot of value for him, I think, and trade. And if they do, then you could look at them uh, in a very good light this time next year. And they might be in the mix for a title. So, I think with all the questions, not just in Philly, but in Milwaukee with Brooke, and Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton, and in Miami with what do they do on the trade market, and in Boston with how do they um, continue to reshape the roster after the Chris Asperzingis, Marcus Smart trade. Like All these top teams have so many questions in the East in particular. I'm going to need to wait a little while and see where things settle out in a couple weeks, and then I'll have a better sense of 
where I think everybody's championship window is, but I certainly do think there's some real upside here for Philly if they're able to play this thing right. Tim Bontemps, our ESPN NBA reporter on the cusp of uh, free agency in a couple of hours. Peter Burns and Freddie Coleman here on Fitz and Harry on uh, presented by Progressive Insurance. So, Tim, as a Spurs fan by heart, right, I lived in the 210 for 20-some-odd years. I hate to be interested in the Lakers, and yet here I am <laughs> interested in the Lakers. And the reason why I say that is I'm wondering – what do the Lakers do at this point, right? Like It feels like LeBron has said, I'm going to do one more year with you, and then wherever Bronny goes, I'm going to roll because I want to have that happen. Do they go all in? Can they go all in or anywhere? Or they're just kind of like, well, we got what we got right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to say, well, let's go all in. It's another thing for, to figure out what they're going to go all in for, right? And I just don't think there's, there's a lot of options for them really on the table. They're pretty limited in what they can do. AD and LeBron make a ton of money. Um, so you don't have a lot of salary cap flexibility around those two guys. Um, so I think they're probably just going to generally try to run this thing back with the group that got them to the West Finals and then try to add a mid-level exception piece and some, some other pieces around the margins, then hope for more internal improvement. Do I think that's a possible path to success? Yeah, I do. You saw when LeBron James and Anthony Davis are on the court, they're a really dangerous team, but I still didn't think they were good enough to beat Denver last year, and I think it's going to be very difficult to find a way for this team to be good enough to um, to beat Denver this year without making some pretty significant additions to the roster and with where their situation is. I just don't know if, they, uh, if they're going to be able to do that. Always a pleasure, Tim, my friend. Great to see you this week with the NBA trading deadline. That's the NBA free agent deadline starting at 6 o'clock later on today. Thanks so much and take care and be well, my man. Anytime. Same to you guys. Great stuff by Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA reporter, joining me, Freddie Coleman, and him, Peter Burns, on Fitz and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits at one of the country's top workplaces, come join the growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. We're going to get in touch with our inner Keith Eastwood based on the last five days on this radio program. That's next on Fitz and Harry with Freddie Cohen and Peter Burns. And this is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. This week on Fitz and Harry. My name is Joe Fortenball. I'll be in this week with Freddie Coleman. How selfish is Ryan Seacrest? Does he have to <laughs> wow. host everything? Yes, he does. Does he have to host everything? Is there nothing this man <laughs> will leave for someone else to try to make a living? He hosts everything. Uh-huh. I find it to be unacceptable. Yesterday, LeBron James posted on Instagram. He was responding to a 2024 mock draft, Uh-oh. sending his son, Bronny, to the Hawks. Oh, he came out and said, quote, well, Atlanta shorty, the James gang will be pulling up. My apologies if I didn't give that the proper respect it deserved. It's shouty. It's shouty. I'm here to help. <laughs> the singer Cy, who you know from Gangnam Style, uh-huh. was born on December 31st, 1977. The next day, he turned two years old. This is going to mess me up for a while. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm about to say- the more I learn about the world, the less enthused I am about yeah. raising children in it. It's You see this, and it's like, South Korea, you were supposed to be one of the good ones. <laughs> Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter, hit her on Twitter, Diana ESPN. How do you reconcile all of that and your husband is an Eagles fan? Please, don't don't get me started. I, I, <laughs> I had an issue from day one with Kevin that he was an Eagles fan. Uh-huh. And you married him anyway. Look, he had a very big wallet. 
<laughs> Those are some of the things, literally, part of this week on Fitz and Harry, Peter Burns, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. If you did not hear that full Diana Rossini story, just Google it or go to ESPN Radio account, and you're welcome. This public service message by Peter Burns and Freddie Coleman. I was going to say, big wallet? That's what it was. Like, I guess, I mean, could you pay, how much would somebody yeah. have to pay you to change allegiances? Like, if you're talking oh, really? big wallets, like, if, what, if, what's your team? Do I know like, that about you, Freddie? I don't know if about we're talking about fat dollars for me to change from being a Jets, Mets, Knicks, Rangers. I'm oh, you also, need, don't, you need also, the money just for therapy uh, well, if, you're a, if you're a Jets and Mets fan. I don't think therapy is going to help at all. We're well past that. You're past now. that point? Oh, yeah. They can, say, they can say, Freddie Coleman, lie me on the couch. Tell me about your childhood. They'll be there all year. All right. So $1 million, I can turn you into a Yankees-Giants fan Hell instead no. of a Nets and Mets fan. Nope. Mm-mm. No? No. No. One, no. 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 Two million. Nope. Everybody has a price. Everybody has a Listen, price. If You're the not PGA there yet. Tour can sit there and go, yeah. we'll take the yeah the Saudi money. We're good now. Yeah, like we're exactly. we're we're, yeah. we're, we're okay. You're not there. Like everybody yet. has a price. Everybody has a price. You haven't met it yet. Five million dollars. Cash right there. Five million. I would take five. That. Okay, that, five that was a line. I crossed it right there. Right there. Like four point seven. You're like, no, I'm Lamar no, Jackson. Yeah. This deal. I'm four, staying. Four point nine 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 nine. Nope, not crossing it. Once you it got, hit the five. Once you get the five, you had the threshold. You, you got it. You got it. That's going. I would be curious about because I'm a diehard LSU fan, and I do wonder oh being such an SEC honk. Like I was there in Omaha. I saw the College World Series happen. It was one of the best sporting events I've ever had a chance and, to and attend. All, and all the Jello shots that they wiped out. I may or may not have consumed one or eleven D. I don't remember. Rumor really, close to legitimately. It. Rumor has it. I I I think the number would have to be at least high six figures for me to say you can never uh-huh. attend an LSU game again. Now, to really? ever watch an LSU game, forget it. I don't, it'd have to be seven digits. It'd have to be. Well, you're a boot boy from Louisiana. You have to represent. It would have to take an annoying amount of money for that to happen. Or you <laughs> can't go back like, home. It'd have to be, well, that's, what, that's the one thing. I'd be disowned. And then I'm married to an Alabama football fan. Oh, man. How so does, she's a diehard. How does so that like work? If, well, pretty good for us last year. Yeah, for the first time in a while. Well, and it's like Bloods and Crips in my family now because my daughter, really? Bo, is five. Uh-huh. And she's a mama's girl, so she is all in. She right. is roll tied. She'll hit me with that all the time. Right. And my son, who's three, yeah. he is go Tigers. Mostly, not go because Tigers. of me, but because he wants to piss off his little his big sister. Well, that's, the sibling rivalry always works. Yeah. They say it just means more here in this conference. It right? certainly does. It also means more when it comes to NBA free agency. That starts in three hours. One move is already done. The Brooklyn Nets trading Joe Harris to the Pistons for two future second-round picks. That's a Woj bomb from ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. He is Peter Burns and Freddie Coleman together on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. We have not forgotten about Major League Baseball. Even though it's not, even though it's not Shohei Otani, there's going to be a battle on Sunday in the National League as the New York Mets, who hope to get Shohei Otani one day, host the San Francisco Giants. Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Now, I'm going to blame two people, which are main nameless, Peter Burns and Evan Wilner, hosting and also produced respectively, about landing a plane. And if we're man oh. enough, human enough, whatever enough, that we could actually do it without any previous experience of training to be a pilot. Now, Evan, go ahead and give the parameters here. Because this sparked a massive controversy on my SiriusXM show this morning about what P- 
people and what um, athletes, celebrities, whatnot could actually pull this off. Yeah, so I think this started on another Sirius XM show where they were asking people if they could land a plane, mm-hmm. if, if something happened to the pilot, you were thrust into the seat mm-hmm. and air traffic control was on with you the whole time giving you directions. So this is not really a... a uh, a you know a process of or an exercise in can you land an airplane? It's right. an exercise in can you follow directions? And True. I know for a fact the answer is no for me. I absolutely you really you could not know. I would forget. Like they'd tell me they could talk <laughs> me through everything. I would still miss a step. I am the type of person that when you go to put something together, you buy something at IKEA and you go to put it together. Uh-huh. I immediately take the directions and put them to the side and my wife goes, I think we're going to need those later on. <laughs> yeah, right. Or you just pay the guy at IKEA to just be like, just come on over just and, come on and over. put it up. No, I don't even do that. I, I yeah. just take the directions, I, I put them on the couch and I'm like, if I need those later, I'll go back to them. No. I feel like, Freddie, you would do, I feel like you could pull it off. I think I, I could think pull it could. off. If, if you give me that kind of direction and I got enough motor skills and I do, and I got enough aptitude. If if you're able to give me directions and I follow them through, and I'm pretty good at doing that, yeah, I'd be able to land that plane. Greeny, you think Greeny could pull it off? Yes. Yeah, Greeny I don't is, think so. Greeny I don't. Is I don't so think so. Quick on his toes. Yeah. Greeny is so quick on his toes. He, that man could do anything. He's pretty anal about a lot of things. He'd be yeah. anal about saving his life. No, but I think that he would say, I, I think he would take ownership of it and say, listen, I love you so much. They say, I can't do this, so therefore I want you to do it for me because I don't, I don't want to mess it up. Like, I think he knows his own strengths and weaknesses. I don't think he would do it. But I think Greeny is so, like I mentioned, he's so detail-oriented that something like that that involves being very, very detail-oriented, yeah, yeah I, think he, I think he'd pull a Sullenberg and land that plane. Sully would do it? Okay. I think he pulled a Sully. He pulled. He landed that plane. Uh, Kyrie Irving. Do you think Kyrie could do it? I could do it. Yeah. I mean, I mean listen. Okay. I played Top Gun back in Nintendo. I used to be able to do the refuel oh, the, uh, well, part, you, well, and then I'd also you play Pilot Wings in Super Nintendo. I got this. Well, man. you're qualified now, based yeah, on that. Based on that, based on that description of resume, you're qualified now. There James you go. Harden. James Harden. Could he do it? James Harden. Like he can. The way he makes pinpoint passes and probes and finds the open man, he could do it. Kyrie, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Kyrie, I don't know. Kyrie would question if we're actually in the air. Or if the sky is blue. Yeah. If there are clouds around. If the plane is fueled. If the cockpit is, is cockpit enough. Yeah, he'd be questioning everything, and by that time, it's just disaster. <laughs> it would. Glad we finished off on such a high note. Here. Yes, we did. But everybody can land a plane very, very safely. Canty and Carlin comes your way next. Hey, Peter, this was fun, man. Let's do it again soon, okay? Let's do it. No sure. doubt about it. For Peter Burns, I'm Freddie Cohen. Always appreciate you joining us here on Fitz and Harry. Have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend as well. And a great holiday if you don't have to work over the weekend. This has been Fitz and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio. You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.